Psalm 103 is a psalm of overflowing praise. It reminds us of God's goodness, his graciousness, and his steadfast love. It turns our hearts toward him in a posture of worship. The woman who anointed Jesus' feet entered Simon's house with one intention, worship. Her beautiful expression of uninhibited devotion to Jesus challenges us. We talked about that last week. As we read Psalm 103 together, let's allow it to move our hearts toward worship. Hi, friend. You're listening to Find Hope Here. I'm your host, Teresa Whiting, author, speaker, ministry leader, friend, and fellow struggler. This is a podcast about the messy, complicated, painful parts of life, but also the beautiful, joy-filled hope that Jesus promises. Each week, we dig deep into God's Word together and talk about how His truth impacts our everyday lives. I'm not going to ask you to sit with me and have coffee because I seem to have my best conversations while I'm just doing life. So I'd love to hang out with you as you walk or fold laundry or drive to work. You're invited to join me in pursuing the hope God promises. No matter where you are or where you've been, I pray you always find hope here. Let's jump in to today's episode. Welcome to episode 21, Psalm 103. Sometimes we want to worship God and we just don't even know what to say. The Psalms are a beautiful place for us to turn. They're prayers and songs written for us. They help us express our hearts to God. I'm going to read through Psalm 103 and then let's talk about it together. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, 
to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. There is a repeated phrase over and over in Psalm 103, and that is the phrase, bless the Lord. Blessing God is a response. We think, well, how can we bless God? Doesn't he bless us? He does. But we can be a blessing to him when we respond to him with worship. That word bless can actually even mean to kneel. It's a posture. It's a posture of humility that we take when we come to him. As we read through Psalm 103, we are astonished by who God is and all the things that he has done. I love lists. And one of the things I like to do sometimes with the Psalms is make lists. And Psalm 103 has these descriptions of God, both of his character and his actions. And when we look down at this Psalm, we see the character of God. We see that he is holy, merciful, gracious, and abounding in steadfast love. That word, that phrase, steadfast love, appears four times. It talks about how God's steadfast love is so great. It's from everlasting to everlasting. Like when I try to think about eternity, I can't, I can't wrap my mind around everlasting, but it describes God's steadfast love as being from everlasting to everlasting. It talks about him being compassionate, eternal, and worthy of our obedience. When we look at the things that God does, wow, let's just go through the psalm. Verse one says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I love that the psalmist is talking to himself saying, bless the Lord. Tell yourself to bless God. Like sometimes we have to tell ourselves, hey, God is worthy of worship. Even when things are hard, even when things are difficult, I will bless God. I will praise him. I'll tell others about his goodness. The psalmist says, all that is within me, all of who I am, I can bless God with everything inside of me. In verse two, he begins to list out the things that God does. Listen to this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, satisfies you with good things. And just that in itself, God forgives, heals, redeems, crowns us, satisfies us. These are things that we long for, that we crave. And we can't do them for ourselves. We can't heal ourselves. We can't redeem ourselves. We can't crown ourselves with God's love and mercy. It's things that he does for us out of his heart of steadfast love. And then it continues. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the people of Israel. He is merciful gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide. That word means to strive or contend. When Moses led the people through Israel, 
they had a lot of confrontations with God because they kept rebelling against him. And there were times when God was angry at them, rightly so. But it says he will not keep his anger forever. And he doesn't deal with us as we deserve. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins, but according to his steadfast love, which is as high as the heavens are above the earth. It says he removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but if you if you take a globe in your hand and you run your finger northward, eventually you start coming south, right? You get to the North Pole and you keep going around that globe and you eventually, you're going south, you're going north to south. And then you keep going all the way down, you get to the South Pole and you keep running your finger around the globe and you start going north. But it says that God removes our sin as far as the east is from the west. And if you take your finger and you start moving eastward on a globe, you can sit there all day. You can spin that globe all day long and you can just keep going east and keep going east and keep going east. Or you can turn around and keep going west and keep going west. But east will never turn to west and west will never turn to east. And it says that's how far God removes our sin, our transgressions, or our guilt from us. His compassion toward us is so great. We see that in the story of Jesus forgiving the sinful woman. He has steadfast love that goes beyond anything we can grasp. Oh, I love verses 13 and 14. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. He knows our frame. He remembers we are dust, or literally the word is dirt. It's the same word used in Genesis 2 that says that God formed mankind out of the dust of the earth. God hasn't forgotten that we came from dust and that we are returning to dust. He knows that our days are like grass or like a flower that's here today and gone tomorrow. We're so temporary. Our lives, they're gone in an instant. But God's steadfast love, that hesed love, is eternal. His throne is established and will rule over all. And then the psalmist encourages, bless the Lord, you, his angels, his ministers, all his works in all places. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Sometimes it's easy for us to bless the Lord. Sometimes praise overflows in our hearts and spills out our mouths in words or in songs. But sometimes praise and blessing God are hard won. And we need to counsel ourselves as the psalmist does. Our fears keep us apprehensive. Our disappointing circumstances keep us silent. Or sometimes our busyness keeps us distracted. Our anxiety keeps us occupied with worry. And this is when we need to bless the Lord the most. When we come to him in this unnatural act of obedience and surrender, we are waging war with a powerful weapon. And that weapon is praise. I think I've mentioned before my love for the song, Raise a Hallelujah, where it says, my weapon is a melody. I don't know if you guys have tried this yet, but when you are in a dark place, singing praise lifts you out of that place. Sometimes the cloud lifts 
and sometimes it lingers. Our goal isn't necessarily to feel better, but to give honor and glory to a good and gracious God who sits with us in our struggle, who is near to the brokenhearted, and who in his time will lift us up. He will lift our heads. I want us to remember that blessing the Lord isn't reserved just for church services or brilliant sunsets or sweet moments of victory. Blessing the Lord is also for the walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It's for the times when our sheets are wet with tears and life feels heavy and oppressive. In those moments, praise is a subversive act that puts a pinhole in the darkness which eventually will give way to full-blown sun, even if we can't see it yet. You and I can use Psalm 103 as a beautiful guide to bless the Lord. And in so doing, you and I will be blessed by Him. Thanks for hanging out with me today on Find Hope Here. To find anything I mentioned on the episode, go to TeresaWhiting.com slash listen. That's where you can find all the show notes. And remember to hit that subscribe button. If you want to go the extra mile and leave a review, that would be amazing and it would mean so much to me. I'd like to leave you with this prayer from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.